Ladies and gentlemen, welcome or welcome back to the JKWD podcast. Hope you're having an awesome day. If if you're not, you're about to. So here we go. Kelvin, how are you today? <laughs> I am lovely. Thank you very much. Sitting here in the not exactly sunny Syracuse, New York. Sun shining, as I can tell, because there's light coming in the window. And uh, doing okay. We had a little snow this past week, but not anything um oppressive so good we're doing all right life's good i'm still breathing and waking up on my own power every morning um i'm i'm happy good stuff um as you can hear in my voice i have another uh daycare gift from uh from my daughter (laughs) they love you (laughs) the the one the one danger of, of sending your kid off is that they pick up all news, all sorts of new stuff mm-hmm. that you don't want swimming around your system. But hey, but she doesn't yeah, have them. Still, she just gives it to you. That's right. She gets them for like six hours. <laughs> I get them for a week. <laughs> Sorry about that, bro. <laughs> uh, we are brought to you today by Vitamin K Daily. Get your daily dose of positive from the Prince of Positive himself. Pick yourself up four weeks free. Go to vitaminkdaily.com now. If you sign up, you will be immediately welcomed with your four-week trial. After that, $24.95 for the year. You get a little boost in the morning, Monday through Friday. Comes before you're awake, probably, unless you're you know, on a different continent. Yeah, and and we're not talking about continents and continents. We're talking about you know, <laughs> you know, like Europe or Asia, where where three thirty in the morning New York time is, you know, really the midday. Or five or what? Are, I don't know. Five or what, five hours ahead these days. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Somewhere so speaking of, speaking of Europe, our our guests today are are Nick Jankel and Allison McCauley. Uh, Nick was on was almost two years ago now. Uh, talking about switch on now and Allison is his uh, wife and, and partner in the business. And she's taken on more of a role in the last couple of years as their kids have gotten older. And uh, the energy here was, was wonderful. Uh, and a couple of really heartwarming husband wife moments uh, during, during this podcast. I think you're really going to enjoy this. You're going to get a lot out of it. Uh, take the time to sit down and listen. I don't think you're going to be able to, do much else while you're while you're hearing it. They they have so much energy between them. <laughs> they do. Good energy. And he's got it. And he's and he's got a British accent. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> Not James Bond, but hey, he's doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's play some music, and on the other side of that, you'll hear Nick and Allie. Nice to meet you guys, by the way. Nice you to too. Also. Welcome and um, Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, we had we had last had Nick on about it was almost two years ago. I think yeah. it was in April, April of uh, nineteen. Yeah. So, uh, sounds like Switch On has gotten a a lot bigger, um, and and had some you know, vastly like widened goals um, <laughs> since you were since you were last here. So why don't you catch us up? Let us know what you've been up to. And strangely less as well at the same time. But we can we can talk about that. <laughs> so. Pivot upon pivot upon pivot. Yeah, pivot like adaptive shifting all the time. I mean, one of the things that we basically um, believe around personal development, life development, business development is it's alive. It's well, we use the word biodynamic, which is a nice posh word, but basically we're living people, we're living systems, and businesses are living. And if you're constant, if one is constantly exploring one's meaning, one's purpose, one's consciousness then your product projects will also continually change and shift and evolve and that should be celebrated whereas a lot of people think it's a problem because it doesn't fit in the old dead business model where you pick a plan and it you go you know like the machine age you know you buy a machine you turn it on you make some money you might improve the product once every five years uh you fiddle around with the margins and out, you know, hopefully you make a lot of money. Whereas we believe that business projects purpose is alive. And so our business is alive. And as we grow and mature ourselves and with each other and as parents, and also as facilitators, guides, coaches, healers, then our business keeps evolving. So it's a constant process of um, inside refining, talking, sharing, agreeing, executing, and then it all starts again. And that's that's kind of what's been happening. So we've done a, quite a lot of that. A big change has been Ali's gone from being primary a parent and then secondarily a co-founder to probably equal parent co-founder. So there's a lot more, we spent a lot more time together, working together, doing a lot more. So that's been a massive shift in the energy of the business, in the yin-yang of the business um, products. Uh, so that's been great. Do you want to speak any more about that? I'm just liking the smile, so I really want to know what's behind that smile she's got right there. It was a big smile, wasn't it? That was like a Mona Lisa. Okay, the audience can't see it, but look, I just did a screenshot. You need to see the smile on this woman. I want to know what's going on with that. Well, it's just been so full on, hasn't it, for everybody, no matter what your circumstances are. And to be able to have the tools of transformation and to understand, to really understand how the body mind works in order to keep up with the changes is like crucial for every human being in the world. And I feel blessed and grateful that we have those tools. And even though we have those tools, there's, it's still challenging to constantly adapt and make sure that who we are and what we are delivering and being of service to um, in the world fits. Yeah, we have a joke that um, if we all spent the amount of time we should spend processing our life each day, none of us would do anything else other than process what's going on, right? You watch this thing and then your parents call and then your kids got a problem and then you're homeschooling. And if you just processed everything, literally there'd be no time for Netflix. It'd be processing (laughs) and eating. And of course, no one can do that. And, and then so, process what you eat, right? Yeah, exactly. And don't process what you eat. Exactly right. Process your consciousness, <laughs> not your food. 
That could be our new strapline. <laughs> um, <laughs> um so yeah so we've been doing just lots of that um we did since last we spoke we've been running a program in china which has been amazing uh, a personal development program um uh in shanghai so getting a big slice of chinese consciousness um and all their unique realities that's been like you know, three four hundred people type three-day all singing all dancing music meditation ecstatic dance Experience. I'm sorry, sir. That's not what we're seeing on the news about China. <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure we can use this segment. <laughs> that's the thing. So we're like we're in the middle of running. Like I'm DJing, sending out hypnotherapeutic suggestion. Ali's doing an embodied Kundalini thing for 400 people, and then we're just looking at ourselves, going, "Is this really happening? You know, are we really here <laughs> in this world, in this state, which is so different?" so many ways from the u.s the uk um yet they're just people with the same issues as everybody else and some might say more could given what's happened over there the last 50 years you know it's been a pretty intense ride on the chinese expansion you know and still is um so that's been amazing and then the last six months we've just spent um we after lockdown happened uh in the uk there's been a lockdown again, on and off, a bit like New York. It's on and off and on and off. So, you know, we've had moments of going out, seeing my family, camping, and then lots of sitting at home time. So the first bit of time, we we just, we didn't pivot immediately. And that's actually, did a whole set of videos on not changing everything immediately because usually we're too overwhelmed to do a, make high quality decisions about our future. So we took a while to process it, to pause um i also in that time realized i was a bit burnt out from flying around the world doing keynotes and workshops so we took a bit of time to r- catch up with ourselves um catch up with the kids um upgrade who we are now and then around may last year we started to look at how can we take this three-day experience in china this kind of five-day we did an advanced program five-day program how can we take that all and reconstitute it for a virtual world for a long distance low flying low you know low carbon um but high community high energy world that's what we we've done a lot of time on that you know what tools can we use to make transformation personal development accessible if you don't have a lot of money uh, if you can't make your way to New York or San Francisco or London for a, you know, beautiful retreat, blah, blah, thing, what can we do? And that's always been a driving force of ours. Um, but like most people, we use the models that most people use. We, you know, big workshops, high performance, you know, high production values. So we just spent a long time re-looking at what our, our entire delivery experience model um, to make some things available to people who, are probably going to be where they're going to be for the foreseeable um, and probably don't have enormous amounts of money to spend as well. So that's been a really great coming back to our original roots in um, when we first met, we actually met around the idea of how do you make transformational development, personal development affordable and accessible. Ali had been working in San Quentin. I've been working um, with unemployed kids in, difficult areas in the UK. And that was always our founding idea is like, how do we get this stuff available to people who either don't like the language or the branding or 
the cultural appropriation, the you know the the upper middle class paraphernalia of the personal development space. Gotcha. So um, <laughs> you kind of brought the <laughs> to, to just to kind of wrap the the whole thing up. You you were going like big, big international, and now you've brought the focus kind of back into our living rooms, which many of us aren't really allowed to leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a good, because I think that's also, I mean, we, I also, in the meantime, by the way, in the last two years, I've also set up a sustainability consultancy with a, com- with a, a, a former client of mine to help companies become truly sustainable, not just a little bit around the edges, but like, and one of the things I've kind of realized is we all have to, uh, what, the challenge I think we've all got is how do we keep global, mm-hmm. keep this kind of communication we're having, you know, global spread of ideas, of, of inspiration, of love, of interconnectivity, of cultural uh, appreciation, interbeing, you know, as um, Tichnat Han talks about, our sense of interbeing. So we keep the global, but return to a more pragmatic local, because anything other than local is high carbon is going to cause heating and pollution and whatever. So we're kind of like, how do we balance that for our own self and then our own business? Um, yeah, we had a really big epiphany um, around that and how we were contributing to that and how to be, how to reach, but stay local and stay accessible. And it was, I guess it's kind of a blessing because we realized that we could do this online and make it um, accessible to everybody. So we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're looking forward to um, doing our uh, two transformational leadership programs uh, and our transformational living program. So I know that, you know, one of the things that I've been hearing in my circles the last few months is the academic conference is dead. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that that's essentially what you do with a three to five day you know, re- retreat workshop. Yeah. You know, similar thing is, do you have the online tools to, to do that right now? Uh, I'm guessing it's a little hard to do, uh, an ecstatic dance uh, <laughs> workshop on, on zoom for 400 people because sure. uh, just, just there's internet lag. <laughs> totally. And but, people are, people are doing that. Um, I mean, the good news is for us, and I think for the human condition, nobody, it's one of the primary principles of our work um, is nobody heals you for you. No one coaches you for you. No one develops you for you. You do all that yourself anyway. So once you you say, well, we don't have to have people come into our special experience. We can help them create their special experience for themselves. A um, little bit of guidance, a little bit of input, lots of content. Um, and we can talk about that in a minute. Um, the person who does the healing is always you. The part of you we call the connector. Your wisest part of you is the healer, inner shaman, inner guru, inner healer. So what, then we start going, well, that's great, because then we don't have to, like, force you to heal. And a lot of the big budget um, empowerment, self-development workshops are all – there's a little bit of a force in there because we want to do it quickly, right? We're, we're here for three days in Hawaii, and we're going to make you have a breakthrough. 
and we're gonna do everything we can, and we're gonna everything. And so immediately when you, as soon as you disintegrate that model and go, well, we don't have to do it in three days, we can do it in four months. And actually we ended up doing it in um, six months. We're gonna do six month programs and the leadership program is nine months. And then we can actually go, well, we can just give you things each, each week. Um, and it sometimes might be a, a Netflix movie to watch with a lens about how to watch it. You know, like a, mm-hmm. a go, we're going to, we can give you a recorded meditation. We can give you an ecstatic dance video, which you then do for yourself, you know, and we might do some collective versions of that, but I don't think there's actually really as much need to, because you can create the collectiveness and that's the, you know, in other ways, and that's the one thing that's the, the zoom life, you know, zoom world has given us is an appreciation that you can actually do a lot more for digital collectiveness than I think anyone realized. And it may not be a rave or a party or what, that may be still one step too far, Um, Mm -hmm. but you can certainly do a lot of the heart connectiveness through these mediums. Media, apologize, get my Latin rocking. (laughs) So my my favorite story of a business that refused to pivot was uh, Kodak inventing the digital camera in the 70s and then saying, "Ah, nobody will ever use this. The processing will never be fast enough. And um, they bankrupted themselves because uh, nobody was using film anymore. Uh, How resistant were you to to pivoting? And uh, how how quickly did you say, okay, we we need to do this despite our our resistances? I I was definitely probably more resistant because I really like being with people in a room, Um, being an embodiment uh, leadership facilitator. I like to see bodies and faces and movement. Um, So I had to really do do a lot of work um, on that and get past this sort of thing and feel how I can, can have that heart connection through a screen and that it's still um, just as powerful. Or different. It's different. I mean, also, Ali's, different. Ali's used to doing one-to-one healing, right, where you're touching the body. And so I get that fully. Um, and what, so as I don't know if you remember from my last uh, engagement, so I spent my first 10 years of my life running an innovation consultancy, helping companies disrupt markets. And one of the rules you have in disruption is you can't give, when you change a model from like, um, let's call it American Airlines or Pan Am business class to JetBlue, you can't do Pan Am with the same level of price and accessibility as JetBlue. Right. You, and I think of it like a, you know, like a mixer in a DJ's mixer, right? If you take away some some bass, you can add some treble. If you take away some treble, you can add some mids. What you can't do is have all the levels up at 100. So by us saying, well, we're not going to have you in a room for five days in a beautiful place with, you know, tinkling, you know, um, waterfalls outside and someone serving you vegan-tastic food. Um, but what we can do is we can make it fit in your life. And we can make it really empower you to not just have a one. The, the problem of the workshop, the big workshop, the big retreat is that it's unbelievably rich and amazing. And you walk away going, oh, my God, I've had a five peak experiences. I've got new best friends for life. I had an epiphany every hour. But then the hard bit is integrating it. Right. And you go back to your life and your normal life. And then you're back there going, 
I can barely remember the name of that woman who I hugged for three hours on the dance floor and cried and our trauma of cry together, right? And okay. what we so we can lose some of that intensity, but what we gain is longevity and integration into your life that you can only get for six months, you know, um, or four months. It takes a long time to really work on some of those patterns. The ones that we focus on, not the easy patterns, the, the challenging patterns, you know, the stuff that you've had for a lifetime and quite frankly has worked quite well for you up to then. So that's what I mean. So we're, so like the Kodak thing, you know, you lose the richness of print, for example, but you gain the amazingness of Instagram, you know, the, uh, the, the, the portability, whatever, you know. So that's what we've had to do is try, you know, what you take away some stuff, you can add some other stuff. But, but to be honest with you, we've already had some of the tools in our armory. We just haven't really used them. 15 years ago, I had this epiphany and I said, look, the world's got too many problems for, let's call it the guru model. It doesn't necessarily have to be a guru, but like the teacher, the one teacher, the one guru model. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be able to have their own therapist at 9 billion people. No one's going to have be able to have their own coach. It's just not plausible. Unless half the world's a therapist and half the world's a client. It's not going to work. Um, that, that's what I was going to say, because choosing uh, to live a transformational life is a choice. You either choose to live your life or not. It's not a special thing that only a few people get to do for five days in a place where there's a guru model. So, in fact, it is fully taking responsibility in that I'm choosing to live a transformational life. And this happens in every moment, in every conversation. It's not just sitting and and doing some ohms. It's in the moment that you get totally triggered. Um, Can you, do you have the tools to self-regulate yourself, calm down your nervous system and come back into connection with somebody? And that's where the apps and things have worked really well for people, right? Because they're there in your life. You don't have to go somewhere. Um, And so I have already saw that a long time ago. I, two things when I first started this business, before I met Alison, the two things I saw, but I didn't know how to monetize and turn into a business model. But the two things I saw was, one, I can't be a self-help guy for the elite, which is what most self-help models end, end up being, because I'm, that's people who've got money and willing to spend it, traditionally, historically. And I always resisted that, didn't want to do it. Um, and the second one was it can't just be me in the front of a room. It can't be the elite model. So years ago, created a, I created a peer-to-peer transformational healing coaching therapy toolkit. But you know what? It was ahead of its time. People didn't get it. People were like, well, where's the coach? Where's the healer? We're like, your buddy is. And then you work on this thing together. And then you have the correct thing. You don't need a coach or a healer. And it was way ahead of its time. Trying to get funding way ahead of its time. And of course, now people are like, oh, I could really use some buddy, buddy coaching, peer-to-peer healing. So we're relaunching that toolkit, looking at the app, and most exciting for me, again, something I've been looking at for years, but the tech wasn't there, is virtual reality. I think that is where you can win the mix of high experience, high production values, but in your living room. And that's going to be, I think, where we would like to play our biggest moon, you know, our transformational moonshot is going to be the um the vr guru you know you psychedelic guru in your in your vr goggles type situation what's the um spread of vr in in the uk right now uh, and other parts of the world where you're looking because it's going fast okay is doing a lot of work in that i mean it's really coming online there's some good meditation 
experiences. Um, and I think it won't be long before they're in schools for education. Um, and hopefully people can, you know, share these tools. You know, you don't have to have one Oculus per family. It's a bit nuts, right? Right. Um, who's got the tech for that? So, yeah, that's kind of, I think, really exciting. Um, and just peer-to-peer. I've always thought peer-to-peer is the ultimate model for 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 the world's problems. Elaborate peer-to-peer. So if you think about the, let's call it just the healing, the failure of he- the healing model, mm-hmm. is there are lots of people who've got trauma and pain and a limited number of therapists and experts and people with degrees and five degrees. Um, and in the developing world, they crack this um, in a number of areas by saying, well, if we can get someone who's just a little bit ahead of this person in need, um, or even the same as this person in need, but but we give them some tools and some process, then they can do a reasonable job themselves. It won't be the same as having a PhD from Stanford in trauma therapy do working with you. It won't be like probably that good, but it'll be there and it'll be accessible at almost zero cost. And they've done this in landmines uh, healing. They've done this in teaching in India. They've done it in all sorts of areas. And I really believe that the time has come for the development industry to embrace peer-to-peer and say, listen, two human beings, you've got everything you need to work together on your stuff. And what we're going to do is give you some tools and some process and a way of holding you safely. So you can like, so one of the challenges of peer-to-peer is um, the, the contracting, right? So when you see a therapist or a coach, you contract with them. And there's some kind of both literal and maybe sacred agreement gets created at the beginning of a, of a session of whatever it is. So we give people a little bit of help with that in our toolkits and our stuff. So people have some of those to create the, what would you call it? The container to create the container for safety, for exploring your stuff together in a safe way. So one of the most important things in our work is helping people create a relationship with their innate wisdom in the body mind. So like if you get a cut on your finger, it doesn't stay there forever. It naturally heals itself. So it's like tapping into that. So the in a buddy buddy situation or a peer to peer situation, the it's all about the questions and taking people on a journey to then ask the question to your buddy for them to learn how to connect into that space. So we give them both theory and um, embodied practices because we can take information in cognitively through our minds and we can also take, take it in through our felt sense, through our introceptive connection. So what are we feeling? What are we sensing? So many people are completely cut off from the head and they're totally numb. They don't even know what they're feeling. And it's studies have shown that interoceptive intelligence, the more aware we are of our feelings, um, the more our emotional intelligence also increases and the better mental health we have. So so the buddy buddy um, is there to tap into that for, for the other person, but really they're doing it themselves. 
And I think we're so conditioned, especially in the West, to think that somebody else is going to give me the answer. I need to go to the doctor for somebody else to tell me what to do. Right. We have an education system for the most part where children have to sit there and just listen. You, the teacher, tell me what to do. And then we don't even know. We become so disempowered and disembodied that we don't even know who we are or how our mind and body work. And that worked a long time ago when there were answers, right? But no no teacher in an elementary school in, you know, Texas probably has the answer for how their student now is going to have to deal with pollution and heating of the atmosphere in 20 years time, right? So we can't give people the answer. We have to give them the tools, the processes, the questions, the the methods, the the design thinking, the creative thinking, the heal, self-healing. Yeah, all the mindsets. And, and we fundamentally believe, and this is, I think, controversial sometimes at the moment, that you can transform your own trauma without a trauma expert. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's... Um, you know, walk in the park. Or for everybody. Um, and some people will still need to go and find someone w- with professional expertise to help them because they're really stuck. But as I said, there's too much trauma for the current system to handle. And I mean that in every sense of the system. And therefore, we really believe you can transform your own trauma. And that's quite an important flag for our sort of theory and, and practice set is, is, well, how do I do that then? Because it's, you know, it's a big talk. There was a stat that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, there was a, a statistic that said depression and anxiety disorders cost the global economy one trillion in lost product productivity, and I thought, God, if we could even just take half of that money, and create, um, you know, empower and create centers and an education system that actually teaches people how to deal. Um, with their trauma and know how to heal it. The world would be in a, in a much different place. I've, I'm a mindset guy. So I, you know, if you got something on mindset, I'm right there. Just, just, just bring it up. But there's a lot, there's a lot of people who their mindset is, this is my mindset. I'm not going to change it. This is how I've grown up. This is what I think. And you can't tell me anything else. How do you, you know, so when you go to putting, you know, peer to peer stuff together, you're, you're yeah. laughing at me. <laughs> Another thing, those are my favorite, those we, know, are my, we know those people. Those are my favorite customers. I don't like targeting people who already know what they, who are already interested. I like getting the people who are uninterested on board. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, me too. But you know, it, you need, it, it gives me headaches. So uh, how do you uh, how do you work with those folks? Because at some point, um, you have to get them to look. Yeah, they have to actually look get rid of the <clears throat> I am who I am. That's just the way I hate. I hate that's just the way I am. I, and I know I so yeah. many of those and yeah. they hold on so tightly to yeah. that's just the way I am when I know not really you were engineered I mean somebody engineered that in you yeah yeah that's conditioning and you can you can change that if you want to want to yeah, yeah. so when you're doing peer-to-peer stuff I mean how are you picking the peers 
Well, that's a really good question. We we have come across that issue, and also people saying, well, "I don't have a peer to work with. I don't have a. I can't find a buddy." And we've looked at how we help people connect together. At the moment, what we do is we give people the peer-to-peer toolkits once they're in the program, one of the programs with us, so that we've already got a community who are going on a cohort journey, you know, a six-month okay. journey, journey. Mm-hmm. and then we say, those of you want to buddy up, um, and we can give you the buddy because people are now in the group together. Right. We have sold the toolkits for people to buddy up for themselves, um, but ideally, we'd like to use technology to um help people buddy in a safe way and we're not that that's definitely another next level um next level thinking um so you know if you're married to someone who's like the i just who who i am dude that's who i am um and then the other partner's like i want to change and grow and make our relationship flower and um you know that's that i'm not sure buddy toolkit's going to solve that problem um <laughs> okay uh, but um you know you know it's like people have to have at least things either have to be so bad that they're open yeah or they have to be good that they're open i mean that's generally the the thing people are either it's life is really tough so i'm open yeah i think it's remembering that underneath all that resistance is deep layers of fear and Mm -hmm. so that's that's what you want to get into and try to that's why safety is key Um, and that comes from the moment we come into the world did we feel seen heard supported and loved therefore safe or was our environment not like that and we didn't feel seen heard loved and supported so as soon as we feel we are unsafe there's an entirely different physiological response that suddenly you have to be hypervigilant and you have to be on guard. You have to be defensive because this isn't a safe place for me, mm-hmm. um, whether it's your parents, your caregivers, extended family, whatever, whoever's holding you in that space. And that's where, that's where the, you know, that's the underlying trauma or the adverse experiences that people go through and those levels of fear. Um, So it's, it's creating a safe space for people to start to melt that away and go, okay, it's okay. I can deal with these really hard and hurtful uh, feelings. I've got. And we were both there. I mean, the thing about us that is very good for our work is I was a full sort of intellectual science loving anti-spiritual anti-developmental person um and ali was her own version but a different you know version of that we both rejected this work for many years you know um and we had our both had our epiphanies and our openings and so i get it when i'm working with someone who's just like it's who i am it's okay it's all good uh i think this stuff is rubbish you're talking nonsense you know whatever the, cynical you know, cynical fuck, yeah or we i've been there and um, one of the joys of working together actually is given a room of 100 people because we're quite different same you know energy same source but different manifestations of it um we tend to be able to bring most people in a room into the rapport into the into the community you know um into the learning moment the the opening and some people like ali's style more some people like my style more and that's whereas if it's just one of us working we tend to it's harder to bring the whole 
gang together. And mm-hmm. a, a lot of the times we're working with people who are maybe I'll be totally gender um, stereotyped. The, the, the woman's into it, the dad's not. Uh, or the husband's not, but he's coming along anyway because he promised he would, and he's sitting there going on his phone looking at stock <laughs> market shares. And I'm like, I'm going to bring you in, dude. In the between, before the end of this day, you're coming with me. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's kind of part of the joy of it is to, you know, is it going to be a bit of science? Is it me being really vulnerable about something? You know, what are we going to do to bring the different flavors of of resistance ultimately? But I think when we understand that about people, you can have a lot more compassion for people definitely, and a lot more patience and tolerance because you get how we hold trauma, you know, in our bodies and how we hold this fear in our bodies. And you just go, man, that, that person's in a lot of pain. Um, and is there a way that I can speak to this person or inspire this person to look inside mm. in, instead of just blowing them off or, you know, judging them. And then the cycle just continues on and on of disconnection. We actually find music is a really good tool for us. Um, and not like traditional meditation music, like good music. And so when we do a musical meditation guided visualization, blah, 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 you know, I'm dropping in um, some beautiful classical composers i'm dropping in some oh, that kind uh, of music, yeah. soul funk jazz you know rare grooves i'm dropping in exactly i'm dropping in some <laughs> recent house music from you know and and I, we find music brings people in a lot people a lot more open to music particularly if it's good quality music and so we use music a lot uh, and we just just actually commissioned um a bunch of tracks to use of our own so we don't have to always um because you can't use other people's music in recorded things. You can DJ it live, yeah, right. Um, but you can't do it for yourself. But finding someone who isn't going to charge you a million quid to create a bunch of tracks that have the quality levels of some of these amazing musicians is has been a challenge. But you know we're getting we're getting somewhere towards that. So music music is a great equalizer. It's always been dancing is a great equalizer. Uh, you know, I grew up in the rave scene in England um, and then globally. And we find, like the China thing, we, you know, we find as soon as we put the music up, get some lights spinning, everyone's dancing around like nutters, and suddenly all the boundaries break down again, you know, mm-hmm. all the resistance melts away and people just having a great old time. Um, and it's blown my mind sometimes, like, you know, 58-year-old Chinese CEO-looking guy. Just just like doing some crazy dance in the corner of our workshop yeah, yeah. space. <laughs> wow. We have a saying, words can disguise, but the body never lies. I'm sorry, repeat that. Words can disguise, but the body never lies. Okay. And um, so about 90% of what we communicate to each other every day is nonverbal. So it, we communicate through our movement, our gestures, our facial expression, and our tone of voice, this actual sound that comes out. Now, that is a complete uh, course. <laughs> That's a complete world transformational <laughs> thought all by itself. Okay, to, 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 do you guys use like NLP and then this kind of thing or? Nothing. something lesser or more or yeah nlp and other forms of let's call it um 
language structure playfulness you know mm-hmm. um but you know modulation so recently i've been doing a lot of keynotes uh virtually so like this but i'm delivering a keynote for 500 people who i can't right. see mm-hmm. um so that's taken a that stepped us up in how do i not just give them the message and the ideas because that's the, actually the easy bit right how do I give them the feeling of the keynote, of a live keynote, where you're like, wow, that really powered my, you know, like a TED talk, you know, how do I give them the feeling of that sitting at home with my Zoom open and, uh, you know, uh, whatever. So we've, we've played around with sound and I'm putting sounds in my keynote. So we have little move, musical signatures of things, mm-hmm. um, which has been really powerful. We just bought a green screen, which is really fun because we're going to start doing some some sort of backdrop you know, we just, what can we, you know, we've got video, we've got sound, we've got our voices, we've got our bodies, we've got our words, we've got our ideas, we've got our memes. We, what can we use to get people to the next place? That's that's the question, right? And if you really open up to all these things, it's quite a lot that doesn't revolve around being in a room, basically. Yeah, because the mind can transport you where you want it to go. Exactly. You've, you've, the imagination is already in the person. Yeah. <laughs> So you're using this for your clients. Are you also teaching this to other practitioners? That's, that's the great that's question. The we've got a <laughs> registration for a practitioner program on our website. And we've actually been getting loads and loads of people signing up. I don't know how they've been getting to that page on the website because it's <laughs> advertising it or anything. Um, no, that's definitely. Yeah. So the current thing is we've got ourselves a theory, which we went. This is what we've just done the last two years. Uh, which we call biotransformation theory, um, transformation and bio rooted in the body, rooted in the physiology and in the, this fleshy stuff that we live in. So that's been the hard work has been coming to an alignment, the two of us on the theory and the practice set. And we've written it out into seven, um, what we call them gems, like, um, you know, like the, like the big things of this theory are seven things. And that's in a, in a, currently in a leadership book that we published last year. So the next job is to turn that into a more general book for the general reader who isn't interested in leadership per se, mm-hmm. um, working title, The Tao of Transformation. And then once we've got that book codified, which we're, you know, 80% there, but as my old boss said, uh, when you're 90% of the way there, you've still got half to go. <laughs> that last, you know, that last 10% is where the work really is. So what we'll hopefully end of this year, we'll have the new book out, which will be the first book we will co- fully Ali's name will be on the title, co-creation. Um, then we can codify that down into the tra- tra- practitioner training and use the book as the kind of, if you want to learn how this works, this is the program for you. Ultimately, we would love for people from all different systems, if you're in education, if you're in healthcare, yeah, politics, teachers. coaches, to come. Social workers, Social probation officers, workers. you know, that kind of to- to have this theory and practice and then take it into their system, take mm-hmm. it into their sector, take it into their organization. Um, for me, this is like the foundation of what an education should be, you know, learning how to be a human being. It's like, <laughs> how did we skip that one? Um, so, you know, none of this is, is relevant unless we are turning it into work and how we are of service in the world, how we create our systems and the cultures and the processes within all of these things. 
have to transform. So that's... Um, yeah, we're very aware that although we'd love to work in an inner city school in, you know, Chicago, that's just not our place. Um, and yet we've got this amazing tool set. We've both, if you count up both the years, we've all the years we've spent together and individually, we spent about almost 50 years working on this methodology and this practice set, a lot of time, really. And it's really simplified. You know, I was all, used to be in branding and marketing, so it's, it's kind of accessible, but not dumbed down. It's not like just made into like a, hey, if you just, you know, think your way into being trauma-free, you will be, obviously not. Um, and we've realized that our ambitions for systemic change um, have to come from people taking our work um adding their own work their own slant ideas culture lens vibe and then taking it into their probation system their school so yes we are definitely very excited about um practitioner training we just know that there's a there's an unfolding sequence in a in just like the embryo of a body and both of our study embryology so it's one of our shared loves the embryo unfolds from the first cells and then and the spinal cord and from that opens up the organs. And I kind of got that image just now when you are, I kind of feel like a business, a purpose-driven business is like an embryo. It unfolds and there's a sequence. And whenever we try and skip a bit of the sequence, it like slaps us on the face and goes, no, no, no. Um, do the sequence. So we're pretty clear. Which that is the, much slower than we would like. Totally. Our sort of startup West Coast entrepreneurial mindsets would love to have unrolled all of this by now. You know, bang, bang, bang. And we've got some startup money, bang, bang, bang. And you know what? We're just not, We first of all, we're not the people who can hold it until we've done the work ourselves. That just takes time. So we're, you can't hold a theory until you've done the work to have the theory, right? And then embody the theory. Um then we want to be the people who can design these virtual programs and hold them before we teach other people to. And so we're just, we're just, we've got all the stuff there. We've got the virtual reality idea. We've got the practitioner training idea. We've got the relationship program we want to do next. You know, it's all there. And we have to slow ourselves down and just go mm. step, step, step. Oh, yeah. homeschool your children. Step, yeah. step, step. You know, that's, it's just the realities of the world we're in is slow it down. Slow it down. And so. we're not used to it. And in fact, I wrote an article which done really well on Medium called, um, uh, you know, slow companies, slow, slow startups. You know, it's, it's not a race. You know, it's a it's an experience. And um, the money motive makes it a race because you want to return the most money back to the ROI, you know, the investor. But real life isn't like that. Evolution doesn't work in a, you know, rapid return of 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 investment it, it makes mistakes it unfolds it learns it goes down a dead end yeah plenty of those yeah career of, of dead ends that we've reversed back up <laughs> God, okay take the left turn <laughs> yeah well i mean we're more of some of our failures than of our successes right it's you know. I, I, that's a beautiful way of putting it yeah absolutely yeah that's where that's where the uh, juicy lessons and wisdom and knowledge live. I love that. Some we're more the sum of our failures and our successes. Yeah, and how we've metabolized that failure into something, into growth. Yeah, I mean, we don't actually learn anything from our successes. We just know, hey, oh, hey, that worked cool. Uh, you yeah, know, we get, we got lucky. But if if we fail at something, then we get to we get to learn from it and try again and. 
Right, we're watching a, we're watching a movie last week about that. Um, it's a Jude Law movie. It's just come out recently, um, and it's a set in the eighties in in sorry in investment banking and and anyway. Long story short, this guy says to the character, "Look, dude, anyone can make money in a in a in a growing economy. You know, anyone can make money in a in a in a expanding economy. The real test is can you keep the business alive in a contraction." Because then you've got to focus and you've got to get, do something good. You've got to really get the good. You've got to really know what your business is. And, and I th- so there's there's something for me in that, uh, a joy in that, which is, you know, you know, it's just, it's just taking care of the details and doing doing something good, you know, bit by bit. I'm just having this flashback of when I used to, to teach um, dance and choreograph and I I've got this vision of myself saying, can you guys just fall? Can you fall? Can you make mistakes? Can you just do something different? Right? Because if you're doing playing it safe and then it becomes habitual and you're doing the same thing over and over again, it's like thoughts ruminating in our heads and we just become robots. It's like fail, fall, make a mistake, do something different. At least it's different. And then there's a new space for something else to emerge and be created. Which must have been hard in- I don't like to fall. I don't like to fail, you know. (laughs) Just thought I'd I'd run that past you for a minute. Absolutely, absolutely. Where does that come from? You know, if I was taught as a child, like, great, you've made a mistake, you know, but- we don't uh, we don't grow up that way. Yeah, we people some, and, we and people saying, yes. What can we learn from this? There's a practice we do <laughs> no, sometimes, which that. is just to take people into a deep state and just we just say the word. We just say that we say right. Notice what happens in your entire mind and body when we say this word, and we just say failure. And most people get all sorts of squirrely feelings and what and stuff, a bit of adrenaline and a bit of blah, blah, blah. And that, that is very interesting, right? Just that's just a word. It's not even the thing itself. It's just the word failure. Right. Mm-hmm. And not even directed at somebody. It's uh, you, You're not calling somebody a failure. It's just, yeah. hey, what's your reaction to this word, right? Exactly. Yes. What, what we make You that. take it personally, yeah. Yeah. So actually, this funny story from the annals of my consulting life. I was working with a very, very large company, and it was about three years ago on culture change around creativity, empowerment, and collaboration. So like, okay, great. So we created a tool and a practice around being comfortable with failure. And everyone was like really enjoying it because it was like, oh, then we can innovate and we can experiment and great. Everyone's like, and then the word came down from the the Grand Fromage. You can't use the word failure. And I was like, that is too ironic and too hilarious (laughs) to even, I don't even know where to go with this. I'm just going to have to, is a little form of madness. You know, what's the the, the treatment of this issue? We can't even use the word failure. (laughs) That's brilliant. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> because, because, you know, um, you know, well, some of us learn anyway. Well, they keep telling us, you know, failure is just how you're getting it. You know, who, who is it? John Maxwell, fail forward, you know, yeah, uh, this kind of thing. But um, I think most people, and I'm, I'm probably just as human as everybody else in this regard, when you say the word fail, they they don't take it incident by incident. They take it lifelong process. And now this word covers my life because if I fail at this, 
obviously I'm, I'm going to fail at everything else in life and which is not it it's you know in in the uh you know <laughs> in the you know where you're going on a daily basis you know stepping off the curb wrong could be a, a big fail but eh, you learn not to do that but once you're okay you've you you've helped for the rest of your life um I would love to say that I am totally exempt from that complex, that whole fail, but I'm not. Um, It's disgusting sometimes how human I actually am. It's bothersome. (laughs) 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 The beginning when we were talking, I said, you said, you know, we've switch on has grown and it has. And I said, yeah, almost kind of, but it's also gone the opposite direction. So part of what I've really gone on my own personal journey and this is um i was reading uh, rereading jung the um the pioneering therapist uh carl gustav mm. jung yes. recently mm-hmm. and uh looking at one of his models of human development stage development and and around the time that i happened to be my age this is 100 years old you know and and it's also gendered around the masculine but anyway one of the things i was really getting from his work is at a certain age you realize that the sun is at the midday of your life and everything from here on is going to get a bit less warm and hot and sexy. Um, and that gives you time to reflect. And, you know, maybe you go and buy a Tesla or maybe you double down on being a great husband or wife or whatever. So I've been really reflecting on my own sense of that lifelong failure. You know, what have I achieved what I thought I would achieve? Does it make a difference? Have I achieved other things that I didn't know were a thing to even have as an objective when I was 18 or 22? And it's really humbled me and in a really beautiful way, I feel so much more appreciative of what my success is, as I mean, being a dad, being able to be in a relationship itself, to not even what the relationship's like, just being able to continue to be in a relationship that's growing is itself a massive success in life, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, putting a roof over your kids in a pandemic, that's a success, you know, that doesn't have to be on the front cover of a magazine, you know, that's, that's all the dream and the illusion, you know, and if it happens, great muzzle tov uh, for you. But, <laughs> but there are some basics, which is, can I be a human being in a community and, and not make it all about me? You know, these are just like, these are really the successes. And I wish our kids were given some of these goals in life rather than, you know, get a great job and go to a great college and make, a million dollars before you're 30 or whatever the things are you know i don't know what they are anymore you know be an instagram influencer you know well i think we were talking about this the other day that one of the things at least the people in our circle um has happened during the lockdown is just this big reflection on on what is meaningful in my life? What do I really care about? What's really important? What do I value? Because if you have to stop all all of a sudden, um, you have to start questioning that. And if your identity is wrapped up uh, in a certain way or at work, and now you no longer have that job because it doesn't exist anymore, you start to question, God, what is the meaning of my life? And I think we also realize what... um, kind of our our addiction for rewards, for information, for stuff, for a thrill, for a good time, like just, you know, whatever it is, whatever the media is throwing out, um, you know, what's hip, what's cool. And it's just 
holidays. Just constant, yeah, traveling, going on holidays, going to parties, and suddenly you can't do any of that. It's kind of like this withdrawal, which really makes you either go in and start looking at what's going on and what you're feeling and can you be, can you sit with those feelings without trying to push them away or numb them away with other addictions? Um, and just really question what you care about in the world, what you're passionate about, what is your purpose? Why are you here? I mean, that I think it's such a, a gift that we have been given during this time to really question those things. What was the or? You said you either do that, what's the other? Or, or you don't. <laughs> or you storm the, <laughs> storm the capital with your mask dangled from yeah. your from uh, yeah, your yeah. Uh, from your banner. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I uh, I've been wanting to bring this up throughout, and and this seems a, a good spot for it. Uh, now that you two are more partners in the business, and w- what's it like doing that together? And maintaining your relationship and parenting and not being allowed to go fly all over the place and, and kind of stuck together in the same yeah, small space. I mean, <laughs> I'm, my wife has been home for most of, for, yeah. for most of the last nine months. And she's, uh, she just left for, she's got a part-time job. Now she starts a full-time job next week, but we've been in the same house together, but we haven't been working on the same projects together. Yeah. So, and like I said, we've been largely open. If we want to go out to eat, we can, uh, we don't often, Yeah. but is that you know, we can go to the grocery store. We, we can, yeah. we can get out there and, and go places. It's also warm here all year. So, uh, you know, we're out. You know, we took the we took our daughter to the beach a couple of weeks ago. It's wow. it's still a little too cold to get in the water, but yeah, you know, at least we can get out and do stuff. Uh, yeah. What what's it like to kind of be? I don't want to say stuck together all the time, but y'all are stuck together all the time. Summer was easier. Let's definitely say well, that. I mean, I, I have to say, I think one of the the biggest um, sort of sanctuaries for us is nature around here. We have a lot of beautiful woodlands and walks and the South South Downs. And every day we go out and just root down, ground down and connect in. I, I've done so more of that myself. Really, really resourcing. Well. Yeah, I've learned, I've done more like going off for my own walking, running, uh, cycle trips that I we, before we would always maximize every minute together when I'm not flying around. Mm-hmm. And now I'm learning how nice it is to go and do my own thing. We have like a, do you want to have your own night tonight? Um, so we, we, we are learning to give each other some more space. That said, we are together an enormous amount. We do have to make decisions every day together about everything from investments to kids to what, whether we like the strap line on the Facebook ad. So, you know, we, we, we have done a lot of, spent a lot of time together and I think we've done pretty damn good. We've had some moments yeah. where we just needed, we've needed without knowing it to take a couple of days off from each other. So we yeah. just sort of distanced away, but without any yeah. major hoo-ha, we've had a couple of beautifully fiery fights as well. You know, we've had all the rich tapestry, but yeah. we've done a lot before this, we did a lot of work um, with a particular form of relationship therapy called Imago therapy. Really good. Um, recommend it highly. Don't recommend much, 
Um, but this is really good. And so we've learned there's there's some tools there called dialoguing. There's some tools around sharing what you're yearning for, not just what you need and want, but like heart for. So we've learned, we have some of that stuff already. So that's we've got those tools when we know there's a little. But honestly, we don't we don't know how um, you know <laughs> people uh, work together without these tools. Yeah. Whether there's a lockdown or there isn't, or whether your business partners are not. I mean, you, yeah, you, yeah. you need. You know, I've had three great business partnerships and we've always had fights and fiery moments and we've had coaching and therapy sometimes because it's just difficult to do stuff with another human being. Yeah. That isn't you, that doesn't think like you and yeah. annoys you because they don't think like you. Yeah. And, and they're like, how could you do that? You I'm know? right. I'm right. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm right. There's a saying, you can either be right or you can be married. And I, you know, <laughs> I love that. You know, that's a important uh, thing to remember. I'm going to have to run that through my repertoire here. <laughs> I think I've been right three times. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, so was that. Anyway, but we're very lucky because we both were married before, and we've both gone through some of that illusions and delusions and fragments and implosions. Mm-hmm. Um, and we chose each other really purposefully, um, and we've always we've been together ten years now, and it sometimes still feels like a first date. But that's not by accident. That's because we work. I mean, we probably do, on average, we probably do average two hours a day on our relationship. If you added up all the averages, you know, sometimes less, sometimes more. Yeah. We're, we're dialoguing. We're talking about something that didn't work for you, or we're reconnecting through touch, um, without the words, you know, without being obsessing about who did what. Just that's. We do a lot of work on our relationship, and that gives us also lots of joy, and that. And you, we all know you don't get the outcomes without the inputs. It's just the right. nature of, of life, right? Yeah. And if you want a great relationship that allows you to co-create and also enjoy making love and but be good parents, yeah. you're going to have to invest in that puppy. It. Yeah, it's not going to come by accident. Well, not to us anyway, not with all our trauma. <laughs> hmm. So which one of you is smarter? No, no, just kidding. No. <laughs> so, how, how, uh, so you've been together for 10 years, you said it. Okay. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was wondering that. Yeah. 10 years. It does really feel fresh though. That's the thing. It does feel like we are still learning in every domain of how we connect. We're still like, Oh, we could do this thing. And we could, that's an interesting way of doing things together. We really, it feels so fresh. But part of the reason is we chose each other because we both were this committed to self-development. Exactly. I was going to say, if, if you are living a life of transformation, then things are always changing. There's no, there's no time to be bored or stuck or if you are in tuned with what's going on inside and therefore all the people around you and the relationships, those are, it's, it is biodynamic. As we said at the beginning, it's always changing and shifting. So, you know, if you feel stuck in your life, that's a, that's an invitation and a call for some form of transformation. Mm. And you don't need any metaphorical or literal um red lingerie to spice things up you know it's it's yeah it's always spicy there's this endless spice um because we're revealing new parts of ourselves and maybe one day it will stop and maybe one day we'll be like okay i really know all of myself now and i already know all of you but so far i feel like we're just scratching the surface of either of us really sure you're both still smiling that's a plus in my book (laughs) and together on 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 a video for the public 
I mean, congratulations. Thank you very much. We, we have gone on stage to run deep trauma experiences together, mm-hmm. having just had like a massive breakdown. You know, we've we've been able to still deliver um, and still have the heart connection enough between us, the deepest level of love to, to be able to get back in the game and deal with our probably petty ego conflict. Almost always petty, right? Doesn't mean it's not awesome and important, but you know. But that is a big part that that's the embodiment part as well. We we know how to self-regulate and come back into a a settled, neutral, open-hearted space. Yes. And I fancy the pants off her, so that helps as well. So I mean a lot of in, in all the transformation, uh, transforming, tra- <laughs> transforming things that you do and teach, are you are you um, are you teaching that relationship piece to people? We yeah, we we started to design a program called Master Transformational Relationships, um, and that will be complete our three sort of mastery programs that we've been putting together over the years, mm-hmm. um, and I guess that will be really where we i got the feeling it'll be the one we enjoy most out of all of them i just got this feeling that when we do it it's going to be so real and raw and yet good and 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 yeah excited about it but it won't be for another probably year before we get it on online when when you hurry up i'm getting old well we developed (laughs) better two programs in the last year although they were all already designed if you know what i mean we'd already done them in multiple ways to actually conceive of them design each week every bit of media video audio whatever do the marketing put together the the facebook app. it's a lot it you really is all that yourself yeah yeah we have that we have people helping us do some of the actual bits and bobs yeah. right but just the just the you know and so we're just really aware that to do a program like that properly yeah, it's like a it year a it's like a year of, of work even if mm. that's not even running the thing yeah. you know that's just like yeah. getting it to the ship to leave the ocean. So I've got ideas about doing a program for transformational investors, you know, like conscious investment. I got we so many program ideas, but we just again slow it down, Sally. Yeah. Do one really well, yeah. then do the next one. You know, it's a it's a real um, it's a it's a, what's it called? It's like a, it's a, what do you call it? It's like a puja, the Indian term for sacred. A puja for me is slowing it down, just slowing the ambition, the entrepreneurial. I was going to say humdinger. Humdinger. It's a humdinger. Humdinger. I love that. I don't know what a humdinger is, but I've always loved it. (laughs) A doozy. It's the same thing with doozy. I used to have a definition, but I forgot what it was. So it was a. Definitely. It's in the American words I love category. (laughs) Awesome. Snafu. It's in the same category. And a Uh, Well, there's always. uh, (laughs) Yeah terms i think snafu was a military term yeah but that's uh <laughs> so, so is fubar yeah <laughs> yeah yeah from the air force here but good you you guys um you glow together um, oh thank you oh, thank you and so it's nice you know uh, at first i thought we you know maybe we're just gonna have a couple like really really smart people talking to us who look good but uh you guys are are um <laughs> you know, a team, you're, you're in each other's mind. You actually communicate at this, from what I'm seeing at this really awesome level that a lot of us need to learn how to communicate at. 
is it is difficult thank but you necessary yeah. appreciate thank that thank you yeah it takes um, a lot yeah takes a lot from both of us to be get past those fear levels i don't like best self ideas about best self because i don't know what that is but it does take a lot to be my best self with her you know to to show up to my standards let alone her own and we and that's probably where we have most challenges we both have very high standards for each other it's like oh well, there you go you know and that's where we have to really we've learned a lot in that haven't we it's like yeah you know what we're super flawed and super challenged in so many different ways but i guess the underlying thing is just like the deepest gratitude for having found this person. You know, I, I, I didn't know that I, I knew there was someone out there for me and I went through lots of different people on that search. And then I got married. I just still thought, you know, maybe I've just got crazy romantic visions of what watched too many when Harry met Sally movies. Mm. <laughs> um, and then actually found someone in my middle, middle-ish age. And um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. For been... caring about my growth and yeah, my own transformation as much as yours and learning yeah. not to just. That's a rarity. That's a rarity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Mar- being married to a coach is never a fun thing. <laughs> um, that's my problem. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's good. So, how long have you been coaching? Well, Probably 15 years for me and you. 13. Yeah. Okay. Can you just have a breakthrough for me, please? Can you just have a breakthrough? You know, that's the kind of the, the marriage of the coach. Can you see what I can see? Can you see what an idiot you're being? <laughs> yeah, it's challenging. Definitely challenging. Uh, that thing. Are you both coaches? What you? What, what's your? I, I'm a coach. He's, Kelvin's a coach. Yeah. Josh is a I tend to be more on the. Me. <laughs> I, I tend to be more on the uh, research and and writing side. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I try and do a bit of that, and I'm constantly humbled by how hard it is to write well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the real journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what's your uh, Josh? I've been I've been talking a lot lately. You got uh, you got no. Something? Well, well, you didn't talk for the first half hour, so I uh, <laughs> was gross. So keep going. So, what is your so right now? And you may have answered this, but from where you are right now, what's what's the pinnacle of what you're looking at for your upcoming? Uh, time here like where do you see yourself in five years what are you gonna go wow. i can put i can see about a year i can't i've, I've found I'll take it that. i'm learning to not try and plan too hot too far at the moment because so much it. is up in the air yeah especially with the lo- with, with the, the pandemic and i feel stuff. like I'm uh, it's gonna go away if you listen to some of our podcasts josh tells you that yeah. not too long from there we're gonna have you know excedrin for colds excedrin for whatever you know yeah. excedrin for covid you know we're, we're gonna have all that just to pop it in so we don't worry about covid right now it's gonna it's gonna so, yeah a holiday would be a holiday would be a good plan that's part of my part of our plan would be oh, nice holiday that would be good um, have had a holiday for a while then we do have to get to see sacramento to see and my mother-in-law you know that's definitely there. so business wise i think for me the 
the great pinnacle for me right now is to have these two programs, the leadership program and the living program with a growing community of people in them who are just enjoying the work, enjoying being in the community and that we've finished our pivot from live events to longer term virtual um, experiences um, where we can still do live events. It's all there for us. We can do whatever we want to do, but we've, yeah, for me that this year, that's the pinnacle is, is a group communities of people who are just going, I loving this stuff, loving the fact I can do it in my own time and space. Um, and the, as a business, we've made that migration from the live, the liveness where liveness becomes an option, not the dominant, um, necessity dominant necessity and done it enjoying it learning together yeah i think this book is a big thing for me i want to write the book together i mean we finished we got a lot of it but we want to finish it off together and to find our co-voice in writing Mm. um even though i'll probably do the actual typing if you know what i mean like the but just to find the voice together that's going to be a really beautiful experience i think Mm. yeah what about you yeah Ditto, ditto to everything. Ditto to that. Yeah. Ditto well, that's lucky. To We'd that. have to have a strategy meeting straight <laughs> after. <laughs> We're aligned. The VR, I have to say, alignment I'm, I'm, is a good thing. Alignment yes. is a good I'm really excited about technology. I've always wanted to do technology and transformation. I've always wanted to find a way to use it. Um, and I tr- attempted to set up a production company for tv you know transformational tv um got a little bit of the way but i really believe media rich media is where i'd love to take our business eventually so that um yeah it's just available in your living room the 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 you know i've been very lucky i've been to lots of live workshops treat retreats healing sessions with amazingly talented people training programs leadership programs and I think this technology piece, you know, if, for example, if I could persuade Netflix to get serious about transformational programming, for example, not just like one documentary every now and again, but like, you know, what, what does that look like? And what does VR look like? And that's really gets me excited. I, they just uh, picked up Headspace for, for a series. Yeah, they did. So. We watched, we've been showing it to our son, one of our sons. He really likes the animations. I'm sitting here trying to think of this word. So you're actually waiting to be able to create a holodeck so you can have these things in people's houses. Pretty much. That would be like, I have this visual where you can basically tell the system, right now I want my guru to be a woman, 50s, uh, from Bali, from an Indian tradition. And the system will generate... Uh, a guru for you or experiences for you of that modality of that flavor for right now or actually now i feel like more like a sufi ecstatic dance type experience please mm. and like okay cool boom so i'd look and then obviously not a way to go through the experiences so you're building in a useful way that's kind of what i'm kind of thinking you know where what's it like to have these experiences from the world brought to you in your living room with some design you know with some developmental structure so it's not just random stuff and, and i do i do definitely see you know, a space for that in vr yeah uh, 
I haven't done anything VR yet. I won't even put on the glasses. So. <laughs> I mean, it's surprisingly good. I have to say. I may have to e- e- expand my experience here just a little bit, just for grins and giggles here. So. Well, I put on a, one of the Oculus when they were showing it at a, a boat event thing, a cruise, like a cruise thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, all right. And then my oldest bought one for himself with his birthday money like a week ago. And I put on the latest thing, like $300. So it's not like insane amounts of money. And um, I put on the goggles and there was like a, a star, explore the stars, you know, cosmos type thing, science of the planets. And I was like floating in zero grav. You can pull a planet and spin it around. And I was like, wow. And that's just now, 2021, I think it is. Um, <laughs> it keeps moving. What happens if, you know, in five years from now, you know, wow, we are really going to be able to create rich transformational experiences in these places. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to be in on that action, basically. I think there's some beautiful things to be done there. But it seems like there wasn't a lot of progress in in VR until very recently. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah in the nineties when they when it really first hit, you know, it was big goggles and and gloves, and you had to have a platform uh, to stand on. And the only real thing that happened over the next twenty years was. Uh, you could do it without the platform, but you still had big bulky goggles and gloves and you needed lots of space to move in and totally. it was still really expensive. And now it's come down a lot and, and it's easier probably to develop for it as well. That's what, yeah, I've got some people in connections on the West coast who are in this field. I'm not, haven't reached out yet because I want us to be sure what the actual concept is. Right. But I got the feeling there are a lot there. are You know, those kind of like, um, um, like in the gaming world, there's this Unreal Engine, which you can then build um, video games on. I think there's right. a lot of that kind of middleware now where you can manipulate existing worlds rather mm-hmm. than having to build everything from code. Great. Until that point happens, yeah. it's just too expensive. Unless you're Google, you can't do it, right? But once you get hit that, like WordPress is in websites. You know, Once you hit something that yeah. a, an average person can start to manipulate, it's just too expensive to develop anything good, basically. Right. You don't want to have to start from scratch to to build your platform. You, you just want to build your your thing on top of the existing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that will stop save carbon. We don't. You don't have to fly to Bali to have your experience. Right. And you, and it can be just as immersive, almost. Right. Almost. Yeah, I, you can't you you can't take off your goggles and go to and go to lunch with the people you were in there with. But <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I'm trying to think of a Balinese food. The pad thai from obviously not from Bali, but the pad thai won't be as good in your living room, <laughs> right? But... <laughs> <laughs> well, the pad thai might be as good, but the company won't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Well, I think we're we're at a good stopping point. Anything that we didn't get to that you really hope that you wanted to talk about? And we got. I don't think so. I feel totally complete. I feel complete. Just, complete. Um, yeah, I. I hope that people feel inspired to take on a life of transformation. 
Mm. Not only yeah. for themselves, but for their friends, their families, their co-workers, and for the planet. So yeah. vital at this point. I think this comes at a really good time. I think a lot of people are tired of where they've been for the last 10 months in lockdown and they're ready for, for something new. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you hang out most on the web? Where can people find you? Great question. Um, Facebook, switch, switch on, on now, now. Facebook, Instagram, same Instagram. one for Instagram. Um, YouTube. YouTube. You can LinkedIn with me if you fancy, um, particularly if you're more in the sort of business leadership space. Um, what I say to most people is um, sign up to our newsletter uh, on our website because that's the keeps you in the loop. Yeah, that's where we doing. where we consistently communicate new articles or about to launch a whole range of Spotify playlists for different transformational moods. Oh, cool. That kind of stuff. And that's where we communicate. We're best at email, basically. Yeah. I got your uh, I've got your uh, website up here so you've got a message us blank down here and you go down to the footer. Um, there's a sign up in the footer. Oh, switch on now.com. Okay. Yeah. Go to the footer. Go to the footer. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Exactly. And awesome. that's the bus. Cool. Great. Well, thanks so much for being here. Uh, we'll send you a link when this launches. And it should yeah, actually right. be Monday midday. Wow. Okay. That's a quick turnaround. He yeah. paid <laughs> I was going to say that, that, that's all him. All I got to do is put together show notes, and I was half done from. <laughs> Good teamwork. That's great. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll share the love, and we'll put it on a newsletter at some point, and yeah. it'll all be good. Awesome. Great. Thanks. Great. Have have a great rest of your day. Nice yes, meeting you, and guys. you guys. Take care. Enjoy Take your care. dinner out. You too. All right. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening. Show notes and more at jkwdpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week. Bye! A Better Humanhood Production.